Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And I'm a lumberjack, and I'm okay. Just okay? I sleep all night and I work all day. That'll do it. He's a lumberjack, (laughs) and he's okay. Do you cut down trees and eat your lunch? I skip and jump. I like to Uh press wildflowers. Okay, yeah. You're that guy. He puts on women's clothing. And hangs hangs around around in in bars. bars. Okay. Good one. Sorry. Which movie was that from? It's Monty Python. Was that from a movie or was that just one That's of their songs? Just think, one yeah. of their skits. Okay. Just, yeah. It's, I mean, they did a, a couple of like uh, movies that were like uh, a compilation of uh, very popular skits. But yeah. yeah. Was that one of them or was that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I only um, know the song. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one from uh, Live the at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I saw a Terry Gilliam uh, movie recently, Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Around like 1988. That sounds familiar, but yeah, yeah. it's a pretty wild one. If you haven't seen it, if you like his stuff, like Brazil is another one classic. He came out with a newer one recently. uh, It's a Don Quixote movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. Oh, was that the one with uh, Adam Driver? Mm, No, I was thinking of. uh, the other guy, the there's an old guy uh, in it, the the leather faced uh, Mexican dude with all the tattoos. Uh, oh, you think of Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo, yeah, no, he's not you. in that oh, one. Okay, hold on. So Brazil, the dystopian. Yeah. Oh, I that's didn't know Terry that was Terry Gilliam. Yeah, that's his. Nice. That's his stuff. You like uh, my description of Danny Trejo, <laughs> the leather faced Mexican guy. <laughs> yeah, Danny Trejo is an interesting tattoos. character. Uh, you know, he really was uh, a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he then, makes an excellent bad guy. Yeah. In any anything that he's cast like typecast as a bad guy, he's great. There've been some like he's made some like B films where like he's the main guy mm-hmm. that are like terrible movies but violently fun like if you like to see a lot of bloody gore stuff. Machete you know? uh was an excellent film. Yeah, the, I mean, was wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't he the good guy in that one? He I was. Believe yeah. he or was, at least yeah, the protagonist yeah. anti-hero, anti-hero yeah, to some extent. Was. But uh, I think uh, the sequel was fantastic mm-hmm. too. I hope they make the third one before he passes away because he's old. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't look it. Yeah. Because he's in good shape. Uh, from dusk till dawn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In he's the, just a side in role in that. Though. Yeah, but he's great. Yeah, yeah he does an sure. amazing job with that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the role he was born to play. <laughs> he's seventy-eight years old. Jesus! Wow. That was yeah. good for you. Would have no yeah, idea. It's amazing. Yeah, you'd have no idea. The big deal at Twitter over this weekend, of course, we've been watching the the Twitter takeover here to some extent on Free Talk Live just because it is riling so many people up. <laughs> Panties are in bunches. They it's really true. are. Uh, and, of course, some people have left the Twitter platform in, in protest over this. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Some <laughs> have, have walked away from accounts with millions of, uh, of subscribers, but most of them haven't because who would walk away from you know that well, kind of reach? And like... They say they're walking away, but there's really no way to completely delete your account. Is there? I've never tried to with, I mean, though, with Twitter. That, that I'm aware of, right? I'm told that, like, there is a way, but, like... I know that was true with Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of... Mm. Well, and come on, man. This is the best be part. Right. Like, even if you are of the opinion that everything is going to hell right now, okay, fine, then it's the climax. It's the Hindenburg, as uh, Arya pointed out. Like, yeah, okay, this is the most interesting uh, uh, Twitter has ever been. So why would you walk away now? Yeah, and if you believe what uh, Elon Musk says, they are at high levels of 
user engagement and yeah. new signups and things I've like that. I said all along, Musk is good at a couple of things. Uh, the one that he's been really good at for my entire life since I first heard about the guy is keeping himself in the news, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's people who aren't good at doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not I'm supreme one of them. master not of doing like, that. That goes to Trump. Trump is the I, supreme master of keeping mm-hmm. himself I mean, in the news. Okay, but, but like, he's, 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 he's in the same there. ballpark. Like, yeah. like Musk's talent level rivals Trump's when yeah. it comes to keeping his name in the news. Some artists are capable of doing this, and I'm thinking musical artists, pop in particular, the, the queen of keeping their name in the news, Madonna. She mm. is fantastic at reinventing herself, keeping her name in the news, keeping herself mm. relevant to you know pop music culture and that kind of thing. She's just banging it since she first released her first single, like just on top of the news stuff. Uh, yeah, I saw her of- within the last few weeks in an article about her what appears to be insane plastic surgery. She looks scary. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like she looks absolutely nothing. She's, she, she's, like, oh, no, she's going to end up looking it. more like the Crypt Keeper. Uh, Seriously. And, and I've seen this happen before. Uh, Lonnie Anderson, she was the buxom blonde on WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, as she aged, because she had a bunch of plastic surgery as she got older, uh, she just, like, they stretched her face so far back that she just kind of, by the time she was elderly, she kind of looked more like the Crypt Keeper with big boobs. We'll get into uh, more about this uh, amnesty that is apparently coming on Twitter for all suspended accounts or all asterisk is suspended it, accounts. Isn't, isn't the left like totally freaking out about that? Yes, they are. And that's why the Associated Press is writing a whole but yet, hit piece. But about yet the it. left wants like amnesty for like our political leaders who screwed up the whole COVID thing and locked everybody down. Oh, yeah, and, sure. you know, I know we like, murdered your grandma and didn't let you go to the funeral. We deserve amnesty. Locked you in your homes and she, shut down your He, on the other hand, yeah. you know, said that they were crisis actors, so he doesn't get amnesty. And despite uh, all of the uh, so-called conspiracy theorists uh, bringing things to light, uh, particularly uh, for me, Dr. J. Bhattacharya, I'm probably butchering his name. No, that's he a- was one of, one of the authors of the... Uh, the what was it called the Barrington Declaration? Barrington Declaration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that thing. Uh, his name keeps popping up whenever I read something regarding Barrington COVID. Goes. Yeah, the Great Barrington Declaration. Whenever I read something about COVID and about like how everything that they told us to do was completely wrong, everything they told us turned out to be a lie about mm-hmm. its spreadability, about your ability to contract it, about if you get the vaccine, you won't be able to spread it. And, you know, the, the vaccine was 100 percent effective. Yeah. So and he's the guy who put together all the data to be like, um, sorry, guys, uh, if you'd actually gone through peer review, here's what you would have found. Mm-hmm. Right. So his name keeps coming up. So I just want to say his name a couple of times on, on air because uh, I, I respect uh, the work that he's done. And he has taken a whole bunch of crap. Sure. from the medical industry a whole bunch oh, he's yeah. still respected within the industry for his talents as a doctor so that says something about the man mm-hmm. you know but like he's taken a whole bunch of backlash from the medical industry we go to vernon he's in louisiana go ahead vernon hey i wanted to know how that upcoming trial is going to be broadcast if it's going to be live or if the audio will be available and i'll listen to the answer off the air thank you okay i wish i had an, an actual useful answer for you you're referring to the crypto six trial for listeners that aren't familiar you can go to the crypto six.com yeah. myself and other members of this show and some of our friends had our homes and offices raided in March of 2021 over some Bitcoin quote-unquote crimes that basically stem from the sale of Bitcoin without asking for government permission. That's the short version of it. 
Uh, it was an insane situation with like 50 dudes with guns and bear cats and bombs and drones and smashed windows. Well, there, there's video up there, There's too. video now of that as well at thecrypto6.com. So if you've been following along this situation as it's been developing, you know that I am going to trial in about nine, ten days, something like that. Yeah. It's going to be Less December 6th. Uh, that's when the jury selection will start. Trial may start the same day, so they may just pick the jury and just get rolling. That's a possibility. Uh, but as far as the the either video or audio feed is concerned, that is something that my attorney has brought up. It's been brought up to the judge. The decision has yet to be made. So we do not know at this time whether there will be any sort of feed. I mean, I think there's a strong argument that there should be because the trial is of national significance, right? This is cryptocurrency. This isn't just some sort of local New Hampshire-based thing. This is going all across the United States as far as, you know, whatever the ruling is, whatever the jury decides could have an effect on other people's cases. So you shouldn't have to, you know, if you're in California or Florida or Texas or something like that or anywhere else, you shouldn't have to fly into New Hampshire, rent a hotel room for two weeks. It's expected to be a two-week-long trial just so you can sit in the courtroom and watch this thing. So there's a strong argument to open this thing up, but as of right now, we don't have an answer on that. So mm. That's all I got. I wanted to tell you that uh, you know who Barry Cooper is, Ian, right? Yeah, Never Get Busted yeah. founder Barry Cooper, former Texas law enforcement officer who turned to the side of good and came out against the war on drugs, made uh, some epic DVDs called Never Get Busted, where he gave you tips on how to avoid getting arrested for possession of cannabis, for instance. So he's still doing the Never Get Busted thing, but he is, he's yeah, doing... He started doing his own podcast recently. Yeah, he's doing like a live show now, mm-hmm. uh, where he's got like a you know studio with yeah, cameras and all that kind of stuff sure. going on. Uh, I had... Uh, I, I'm not sure when. At some point, I had been like because he was talking about you know getting footage of cops and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff and i i pinged him and i was like hey take a look at you know this footage it's the crypto six footage oh, yeah. from your security cameras here when yeah, they yeah. busted in the windows and he says uh not sure how i missed this or maybe i saw it and don't remember but this is a ridiculous overkill law dog is on the line in michigan go ahead law dog hey i i gotta salute you there you're gonna be bad and nationwide when you uh go into that courtroom what do you mean, uh, bad and nationwide? Wish you, wish, wish you the best of luck there. Okay, well, thank you. But, uh, yeah, uh, you're a legend. I, I, I sung that song about you, the Crypto Six. They are friends of mine. Crypto Six, they are friends of mine. That's very kind. Well done. selling Bitcoin, nobody drinking his wine. Hey. <laughs> That does sound like nobody. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for the the kind words. I uh, I do appreciate it. I, I learned, sadly, yesterday, uh, when I met with my attorney, he said, because I'd asked him before, I said, how long's it been since there's actually been a trial in this court? A federal trial? Yeah. like a, well, We know that the library had a civil case, right? right? But, but mm-hmm. as far as like a criminal, actual criminal trial, uh, he said it's been like a year and a half. So now is that just because government put everything on hold? And no, moved it's because people take Zoom? a plea deal. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, I mean, because everybody takes a plea. No one ever goes so to court for anything right. ever. So there and just like, hasn't been a case that's been that's tried right. at all. That's my regardless of the COVID and the, everybody moving to Zoom and all that kind of crap. I mean, I could have misinterpreted what yeah. he was saying, but I'm pretty sure that's what he was saying. Thank you, Law Dog, for the call. 
I know. So, my experience of like even trying to go to court is they will they will give you offer after offer after offer after offer yeah. because they do not want anyone to ever actually use the court system. Well, they haven't really given us any serious offers. So they really want to they really want to put me in a you know prison yeah. cell. That's for surprising. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no, I guess it's not. But considering the offers that they made to well, those who the accepted, rest of the crypto sense, yeah, yeah, like I would have expected them to come at you with at least one meaningful offer. No, nah, not really. Wow. The only thing they offered was early on in April of this year. They said uh, you can take a plea to every charge except for the one with a minimum sentence. Uh, so except no. for the biggest charge, yeah. I can take a plea to every other charge. God, what like, a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> it's like, no. That's putting it kindly. Yeah, we didn't hurt anybody, so. I, I'm not um, allowed to say what you know, I'm I going really to think on, on radio. Uh, tune into Beard Talk Live later. Perhaps mm. I'll restate. <laughs> no victim, Do no crime. Do we have enough time to really? <laughs> anyway. uh, no victim, no crime. We're, we're going yeah. to trial. So that's Dude. what it's going to be. Musk's response to anybody about anything that he's done on Twitter should just be eh, my side. I do what I want. Yep, that should just right. be his entire response. He he owes oh, nothing to is anybody, that, though, Captain. Right? He owes nothing to anybody. He owes nobody any explanations. He, but it's more you know, fun to stir up the controversy, well, right? If he puts a poll up, then like we were saying before, he he knows how yeah. to get attention, right? Yeah. He puts up a poll about Trump. He gets articles written about his poll about Trump. He puts up a poll about uh, amnesty. This is an AP story about his amnesty right. decision. So, right. like, everything he does, he's, he's a master mm-hmm. yeah. at, at this. Well, and now he gets to blame us for it. What do you mean, blame us? Oh, well, it's like, what? I, I put it to a vote. Oh, it's just what the people this wanted. This is you guys' yeah. fault if this goes poorly. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. I think he's learning how to be more, mm, I don't want to use the word political, but certainly that's what he's doing. He's politicking his moves on Twitter so that he can both make the changes and absolve himself of any potential guilt, mm-hmm. right? Which is what politicians do. They're like, oh, well, yeah, sure. I murdered a whole bunch of people with bombs and, you know, lands where mostly brown people are, but you voted for me, so it's your fault. Right. AP, AP says such online polls are anything but scientific and can be easily influenced by bots. So just throw away the results is meaningless. Uh, clearly, it was just a bot. It's in like, this- yeah, because the rest of our voting system is just impeccable. <laughs> in the month since Musk took over Twitter, uh, groups that monitor the platform for racist, anti-Semitic, and other toxic speech say it's been on the rise on the world's de facto public square. That has included a surge in racist abuse of World Cup soccer soccer players. I want to know who coined that term for Twitter. Was it Musk himself? The public square, world's public square. World Musk is, has is, been uh, has been promoting it as a public forum. Right. No, I, I keep hearing that phrase repeated over and over again. Agreed. It's brilliant marketing, is mm-hmm. what it is. Because if you want to be the number one social media platform, that's the kind of title you got to give yourself. Because mm-hmm. the more you say it, the more people believe it. They will. I remember hearing that about Facebook, though. And it is not that doing changed. well now. I, I, yeah, that changed. Which I kind of illustrates the that. point here. It's like, oh, no, this is the public square. This is what the government must step in to regulate. It's like, uh, give it a minute. Give it some time. We'll find some other medium that will be our favorite medium. And then that'll be the public square. So they talk about how allegedly, according to certain groups, which they don't actually cite, uh, but groups that allegedly monitor Twitter for racist, anti-Semitic, or toxic speech say that that has been on the rise. While Elon Musk says the opposite's true, that they've been cracking down even harder on this uh, type of speech. I personally haven't seen anything like that. 
but I don't follow people like that. So yeah, I, yeah. how would I see it? I, I would think it's kind of like uh, Doug Stanhope did this uh, did this rant about how uh, uh, you know kitty porn is rampant on the internet. Now Doug Stanhope is an admittedly like uh, you know dirty guy. Right. Yeah. And like he'll, he'll search porn. All He's like, I have seen every uh, weird kind of porn that you can possibly search for. I have searched some of the most, you know, disgusting terms that most people wouldn't dare to search. And I have never accidentally like run across some kitty porn. And he's like, you would think that a guy like me, uh, you know, would be able to bump into that if it was truly running rampant mm-hmm. on the Internet. So. Take I that for what it's worth. Did see uh, there's this supposed libertarian chick. She's got like real short cropped hair. Her name is Eliza. I don't know what her last name is, mm. but I've seen her posts and I've seen Musk interacting. I follow uh, Musk and I've seen him interacting with her. And she's like some sort of anti sex trafficking activist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, you've she's seen her? a former victim of sex trafficking. Yeah, so. it's my understanding. I don't know her whole story or anything like that, but she claims that, and I guess she looks into these, these matters. Yeah. She says. Whatever the terms are that people search for on Twitter to find underage kid photography or whatever, naked kid pictures, yeah. she says those have been almost wiped out since Musk has been taken over. So he's wow. there. She says Musk's administration has actually removed Impressive. more offensive content, yeah. and you know, so she's, that's what my eight dollars is paying for. Yeah, and she doesn't work for Musk. She's an independent person. So who know? You don't know who to believe. I think, right? I think but, most of most of the cultures on planet earth would agree that eliminating child pornography and human trafficking uh, is a big deal um mm-hmm. outside of that uh, everything else should be free speech uh you know it's not my platform so you know i don't get to make those decisions but uh, if it were like i actually want to be able to monitor where the a-holes are now uh, my opinion of a-hole is going to differ from your opinion of a-hole maybe or at least some of the listeners, you know, you know, maybe they they think uh, Republicans are a holes, they think Democrats are a hole, whatever it is. So that's why it's important because everybody's opinion of an a hole is different. But don't you want to know where they're at? Don't you want to sure. be able to like identify see what them. they're saying and identify yeah. them and mm-hmm. you know follow their propaganda or whatever or it is that they're you know if you want. Okay, but like they should still be allowed to publish. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, but again, this is Elon Musk's platform. If he doesn't want to allow certain types of content, then that's that's completely up to him. Did you guys see the video of the, like, there's these roughnecks doing, I don't know, God knows what, but it's a, a lot of work. They, there's, I don't know if it's like some sort of a drilling operation or whatever. There's mud everywhere. There's these rough, you know, shirtless roughnecks that are like trying to grab this drill and put it in the hole and all this. They're, they're doing all this rough, hot, tough work. And then on the other side of the video, it's a video of this girl at Twitter showing up for her job and like, you know, walking in the door and then going to the cafeteria and being in awe at all the different food options she has. And like, this is her day at quote unquote work right, yeah. at Twitter, right? Like you know, these people acting like they actually have a real job. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Tech people do get spoiled. Uh, and by tech people, I mean people who work for large tech companies. Yeah, they, they, they work on a quote unquote campus. Yeah. And uh, there's all these perks. And it, benefits. Start, it started, it actually started uh, in my mind with, uh, the sort of the dot com explosion, mm-hmm. which turned into the dot bomb explosion, uh, but you know it was an attempt to mimic uh, Microsoft because Microsoft started like giving free juice and yep. soda and pop and you know get all the foosball beverages. table in get, yeah get the ping yeah. pong going yep. you know all that kind of stuff uh, they I think Microsoft originated the phrase work life balance 
mm-hmm. which is very popular amongst mm-hmm. uh, tech companies, where like, well, your core hours should be between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., but outside of that, it's pretty flexible. So if you need to come in late or leave early or you know stay late or whatever, you can you know sort of flex your time around that. Mm-hmm. And you know, so they they develop this sort of I don't it's a far more casual workday. Right, that was supposed to help you out with life. So if you got to go to the post office or mm-hmm. the bank or take your kid to a thing or whatever, right? And it's turned into, of course, now what you were describing, Peakless Mountaineer, where it's like, well, you just kind of show up. Hopefully, you contribute something today, and you know, get your paycheck. And <laughs> you're like, why? Yeah. Why shouldn't you have to earn we'll, these things? We'll definitely feed you. We'll definitely pay you. Yeah, and you might even give us some work. Maybe you'll feel like doing something. <laughs> I don't know. That if you have no incentive to perform, mm. you will not perform. Right. So he fired a bunch of people, and then he gave the remainder. He fired half the staff. Then the next couple weeks, he gave an ultimatum. It was a 36-hour ultimatum to the rest of the staff that said, you guys are going to have to be ready to be in hardcore mode. And if you don't check yes on this form that we're sending you, there was a Google Forms. Yeah. He sent it out to everybody in the, the company. You either check yes, or it's considered you're resigning from the job. Oh. And they had 36 hours to make that decision. There was all this hubbub That's about nice. it and all these, you know, people posting videos about how mad they were that they were, you know, essentially being quote unquote fired from their job for not willing to being willing to come from home and actually that's a volunteer, show up. Yeah, that's a voluntary quit. Yeah. So that's where they're saying he quote unquote prompted hundreds more to quit. So we don't know what the current number of Twitter employees is, but it may be like closer to 33% or 25% of what the original uh, number was. James in West Virginia listening to WVTS in Charleston. Go ahead, James. Hi, guys. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. How old were you guys in 1996? I was uh, in my teens, mid-teens. I was 24. Okay. Well, you're, all right. 12. All right. Well, you're, you're older than I thought you were. Anyway, back in 96, um, news groups on the Internet mm-hmm. I remember. were soups. Yes. Super popular. I mean, there was yep. probably more news groups than there were anything. As a matter of fact, back then, uh, AOL had more information in their mainframe computer You've got than mail. the Internet mm-hmm. did at that time. Hmm. Wow. And when you logged into AOL, they really didn't want you outside of their mainframe mm-hmm. computer. Right. So you actually had to search on their webpage right. to find a little tiny spot that says click here for the internet right um, yeah <laughs> so anyway back then again news groups were, were were huge and you could never tell exactly what each one of them actually was because they would oh they would uh, put it in such a way that hey i'm interested in that but then when you go there it was completely different mm-hmm. and there were so many news groups with child pornography that you could look at, I mean, just the worst photographs you can even imagine of little six- and seven-year-old children, mostly girls. And when I saw that, now I'm, I'm an old guy, so, you know, I said, my God, is, is this what the Internet is going to be? I looked up the address of some federal agency in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I forget what it is now, but they were supposedly in charge of 
child pornography and all kinds of stuff like that. Not necessarily on the Internet, mind okay. you. Hell, it might even have been the FBI. I can't remember. All right. But I actually saved about six of these oh terrible my God. photographs. And I sent those Do not try this at home, by yeah, the way. I, this is, these are right. things get you I don't in, recommend. This anyone. is going to get you in big trouble. Go ahead. Yeah, well, see, it was all new to us. Sure, back then. sure, I got you. So I sent these horrible photographs to the federal government, mm -hmm. and I gave them the URL of this particular news group. Yep. And I said, you know, you need to shut this down as soon as possible. And guess what? I never heard from them again. I never heard from them ever. Shocking. Wow. I never Surprise. got a reply. So I, you know, years passed. They I'm were probably thinking, running the oh, news group. They can try to do the interdictions and the arrests and all that, but as far as deleting the news group itself, it's essentially a decentralized system. So they they wouldn't be able to. They could tell all all U.S. based internet service providers to delete it, and they probably would yeah. would have success at that. But then there's you know some of them in some other country that they in, have no jurisdiction over. In retrospect, I think you might have been better off. And again, don't try this at home or, you know, but like mm -hmm. at that particular point in time, you might have been better off sending it to like some of the heads of AOL, right? Some people mm -hmm. who run the AOL thing because they might have been more apt to do something about it than the government. Well, if AOL was running a news group server, they could have removed the groups from their server right. and that would have been as far as they could go with it. Um, and, you know, the reality is the Internet is a tool. It is a tool to transmit information, and that's it. The Internet does not care what information right. that you are transmitting. So it can be used for good, and it can be used for evil. Or for awesome. And uh, and that's just the reality of it. James, anything else you want to share your thoughts? Well, I'll just, I'll just end with this. I, I thought it was interesting uh, that a guy from China started a wonderful computer corporation out of New Jersey right next to the major FedEx shipping area. So all he had to do was go across the, the hall, and he could ship his computers out. Mm -hmm. And they were called Quantex computers. Mm -hmm. Now, most of us had no clue how to even operate a computer. I mean, you know, because we're constantly getting the, the blue screen of death the back in Windows 3 yep. and yeah. so forth. And, and so he offered free online support. And that support came from Utah, from the universities there. He hired all these kids who knew what they were doing. And I must have spent hours and hours and hours with these kids <laughs> learning nice. to repair my computer or, or fix it or straighten it out or whatever. Well, that guy went bankrupt. Let's go to Joe back uh, on the line here with us in Maryland. Joe, go ahead. You had comments or questions regarding so-called digital currency. Right. That's going to be where the government sees everything you're buying. They're going to give you social credits and things like that, carbon credits. And for people like me who call shows like this who I enjoy, uh, I'm not going to get any of the uh, social credits or carbon credits because uh, – they're going to say I was a bad boy for talking to you good people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. That can happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think they'll classify you as a bioterrorist. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't even get out of my hospital bed. Somebody uh, showed, but, uh, I, speaking of this whole carbon credit thing, I saw an image online today that was apparently like a screen capture of somebody buying an airline ticket, mm -hmm. and the airlines were being categorized not just by price, but to the right of the 
uh, the price column, there was a column of the amount of carbon that the air travel would consume or generate or what I guess it generates it, yeah. uh, that it would generate. And then you could rank by the carbon generated. And there was wow. like this whole other statistic that they're implementing. So, yeah, that stuff's coming, too. Yep. Which, nothing that, wrong with that if it stopped happen. there. But and that's the thing. Once you give once you give them this level of of just really minute control, they're going to go. Okay, well, you have a you know a carbon credit allowance. You have a limit. Yeah, yeah. and if you don't stay yeah. within your allowance, then all these terrible things will happen to you. Taxes. That's right. And uh, they're violating our Fourth Amendment rights because we're supposed to be secure in our person, places, papers, and things. You won't so find any disagreement you know, it, here, Joe, that's for sure. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible, and people are puppets. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. Go ahead, Major. Good boys. You guys are cackling like a, a squad of geese. I want to call in about uh, this lost Roman emperor. What the hell is his name? How do you lose a Roman emperor? Have you looked behind the sofa? <laughs> oh, no, no, but I've looked in the cushions of the couch and I found a quarter. All right. Who are we talking about here? Sense. It didn't give me no sense. I found a quarter, but it didn't give me no sense. You may not have had any to begin with. <laughs> well, you know what? I saved my old pennies, and there were three apiece. I reckon that means I got some sense. All right, Major. Who's this emperor that you're talking about? I don't. It's escaping me. It's like scandalous. Oh, no, 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 no. Was he oh. on the silver pieces or whatever? No, no, he was on gold. Gold, okay. It was uh, Roman coins sponsored, and they were long thought to be debunked that this emperor didn't exist. Hmm. And it rhymes with, it it starts with an S. Augustus? Augustus? Romulus? No, no, no. What about it, man? Okay, because Romulus, that would make sense, because that's, you know, kind of a mythological emperor. I feel like we're playing a a, a TV (laughs) game show with no prizes. (laughs) (laughs) The guy doesn't even know the answer, even even if we guess it right. What's uh, your topic? Take a guess. Okay, but what about this guy, whatever his name was? Well, anyway, he was was a Roman emperor Uh at the end of the regime when when Rome was falling. And uh, if you know your history, Rome built highways to everywhere they had conquered. Mm-hmm. Straight as an arrow. And this guy is a 
Mon Capitan, if you will excuse the profession or pronunciation, of the furthest outpost of the realm. Okay? Okay. And he's in he's being delivered this message that the realm has fallen. Now he's got all this gold and all this crap that he's um put in his treasuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I found he only has one or two Smiths. Nepos or Orestes? Um, I, I found a story here from uh, HeritageDaily.com. Roman coin reveals long-lost Roman emperor. A Roman coin previously thought to be a forgery has now been authenticated and depicts a long-lost Roman emperor. Does it say the emperor? Uh, it doesn't. N- not in the not in the first part of it. No, which what I find very irritating. I want to get back to the article. story here, Major. You're saying this this guy at the edge of the Roman Empire gets word that Rome has fallen. Tasmania, how far can you get? Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. In South Carolina. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, I was um, watching some college football today. And by the way, I also did some research. I found out that Ohio State's football coach is from Manchester, New Hampshire. How do you like that? Hmm. So? Big deal. Hey. Oh, by the way, they got this pregame show where they put all these ex-players and coaches on and they all make their predictions from the Ohio State-Michigan game. Okay. And four out of the five people all picked uh, Ohio State. One guy picked Michigan, and that's because he went to Michigan. Can we get some analysts on TV or on the radio to know what the hell they're talking about? Well, I can tell you, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to college sports. <laughs> Captain, I know you do follow some football. I, I follow you... mostly the NFL, the NFL and only like one team, really, mm-hmm. in particular. So this was, Fox, this was Fox, by the way. You know, the great Rupert Murdoch, you know, the real rich guy that keeps getting mad and divorcing. What do you think, Jerome, about Is the whole... Is he still alive? No, yeah, he's, yeah. Still, around. he's still around, I think. Huh. Uh, well, Does he qualify as a man with two first names? Rupert Murdoch? Huh? Yeah. Ooh, I yeah, think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, what, Murdoch's the first name. Jerome, what are your thoughts on the whole Elon Musk Twitter situation? Have you been following that at all in the news? Elon Musk is a bum. Okay, he's a racist <laughs> and a bum. And by the way, he's I a what and a bum? A, a racist and a bum. He's a racist. Up, Wait, yeah. are, are you sure you're not talking about Trump? Yeah. Well, there's another one. That, hey, get a Republican Party. That's all they got, man. Is race. That's all they got. They play that all the Didn't time, Trump just you know? meet with Ye this week? Kanye man, West? He's a, fell. He's huh? a sellout, man. Come on, he's a sellout. Oh, so he's not, he doesn't count as a black white guy? Lies ma- white, white lives matter? White oh, lives matter? I'm curious why he thinks Elon Musk is racist. Because he likes DeSantis. And they made and DeSantis made what? the crack about Elon Musk being an African-American. Because he was, because he's well, he is. Uh, he's, he is. No, he's in Af- no, he's not. He's in Africana. He's you from South Africa. Do you have any thoughts on CBDCs? Do you know about the central bank digital currencies? I wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. All right, well, we agree on that then. Something yeah. we agree on. Nice, Trump. very nice. Anything like FTX or Sam Bankman-Fried? No thanks. But it's I'm worse. No it's worse than that. Way worse. Yeah. yeah. This is this would be like FTX if it were run by the government. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know if the government will run anything. I don't think they go near FTX at this point. 
Well, they were all over FTX before. I mean, the government was yeah. getting all kinds of donations from FTX. Yeah. Wait, where'd you hear that from? Right wing talk radio? No, no, it's a fact. He's on the list. <laughs> yeah. so, so there's this thing where if you donate to politics, you have to have a record of that. Yeah. And the record shows that he's the number two donor to the Democrats. Behind? Yeah. Uh, uh, behind George, George Soros. Soros. Yeah. Yeah. So the Democrats, though, the Democrats, he was donating to the Democrats. I just want to be clear because you mentioned right wing. Uh, He was not donating to the right wing. So it looks like uh, it was a money laundering operation to filter money to the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Specifically, uh, the the butt ton of money that they just sent to Ukraine. Go ahead, Jerome. Hey, the Republicans got plenty of sugar daddies, right? Oh, they do. No doubt. Oh, yeah. They're bad news, too. There's no doubt about it. I mean, FTX, if he'd given to Republicans, too, we would have have pointed that out, but I've not heard that allegation. And they got the the state of Florida rigged, too. Ask George Bush about that, huh? How you lose lose the popular vote, you still end up in the White House, just like Bush and Trump did, huh? Yeah. Take it to the Supreme Court. Oh, no. We got to give it to the Republicans. I said, well, it's yeah, called well, the electoral I, system. I mean, technically, 100% of the American population yeah. could vote for one guy and the other guy get 100% of the of the electoral votes that actually matter. In so, theory, not me, likely to happen. Yeah, I mean, there'd be comeuppance for it, but happen. they can do it. Well, let me ask you this. How come nobody was talking, talking about rigged elections back when those two um, decisions happened, huh? That's a fair question. Oh, the election is rigged. You didn't hear Carrie Lake, the crazy... Uh, the crazy boy haircut, uh, drag queen buddy uh, talking about rigged elections. Then, did you? By the Man, way, I was Elon pissed Musk? when Al Gore just gave up on that one. Like that was that was one of the first times I'm like, oh, you are connected behind the scenes more than I know, aren't mm-hmm. you? Because he just mm-hmm. gave up on the recounts. Like he could have kept going with them and just nope. Well, yeah, it's the losing party that always talks about rigged elections, right? So, you know, you shouldn't be surprised about that. When the Democrats win, the Republicans say the elections were rigged. And when the Republicans win, the Democrats say they were rigged. Yeah, I feel like I hear about rigged elections every time there's an election. The CBDC, it's called the Central Bank Digital Currency. You're going to start hearing more about this in the news as governments around the planet are getting closer to implementing their plans. I don't know if any of them, I feel like I've heard maybe the Bahamas has one, Nigeria has one. Talk about an S-coin, though, right? Like, Yeah, the has, worst of the worst. Like, if you look at what the fundamentals of cryptocurrency are, right? Um, decentralized... I'm trying to remember the pillars now. Uh, permissionless, permission, yeah, decentralized, permissionless, censorship, censorship resistant, resistant yeah. right? All, all these things that cryptocurrencies are. The CBDC going to be none of that. Mm, that's right. Not even going to have the most fundamental things that make cryptocurrency a cryptocurrency. Oh, it'll be the most censorious thing that human beings have ever created. Censorious, as in easily censored. Yes, I see. As yes. in easy censor- to censor you. Yes. yes. Yeah. Correct. Uh, in fact, let's get into this uh, clip here because you guys brought up CBDCs earlier and it reminded me uh, that Thor Maximalist is somebody that I follow on uh, Twitter. He's a pretty freedom-oriented crypto guy. He posted this uh, propaganda video. I, I think it's from the CBC, the Canadian Broadcast Company. This uh, is pitching the CBDC as a privacy tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what they're going to try to to uh, sell you on what here. A crock. And so wow. here's how they're doing it. This is uh, from 
Again, wherever it is, somewhere in Canada. Here it is. Imagine a digital loony becoming legal tender. Well, that day is getting closer. A, recent- a loony and a toonie is like their ones and their twos. That's what they call them in Canada. For people that don't know that, that's what she's referring to. Because we should definitely be exchanging for loonies. Yeah. A survey found most major banks are considering some form of digital currency within the next six years. Three research teams have produced proposals for the Bank of Canada. As Eric Sorensen reports, this could fuel the digital economy. Every day, more Canadians pay digitally. And fewer businesses need this. A cash drawer stuffed with bills. Canadians are among the most cash-free spenders in the world. So, is it time for digital currency? The Bank of Canada isn't promoting the idea, but believes it needs to be ready. Currency is a core part of the Bank of Canada's mandate. For several years, the Bank of Canada has been analyzing... This guy sounds like a dork, doesn't he? So this is the Timothy Lane, the Bank of Canada Deputy Governor. So basically, he's the head of their equivalent of the Federal Reserve. Anyway, here he goes. What circumstances might lead Canada to decide to issue a digital currency? The Bank of Canada is now studying proposals from three sets of university experts for a homegrown digital currency. Formulas for how to spend with the anonymity of cash without using cash. Mm, anonymity of cash, huh? How's that going to work exactly? They go on. It could work like this. Through an app on a cell phone, a user sets up a secure e-wallet. It's authenticated through a government agency. and it's- Okay, right there. We know it's not going to be secure, mm-hmm. right? If it is authenticated, quote-unquote, by a government agency, mm-hmm. then they know who you are mm-hmm. right so there's no security there as far as they have total awareness of your existence oh we mean private from non-governmental sources that's exactly what they mean let's go on it's ready to go the merchant establishes a digital transaction to accept the funds but a critical new step in between what the u of t and york team calls a whitelist where the transaction is not only authenticated but will ensure customer information is not passed on just the money privacy is paramount hmm so if there's a white list... That implies that maybe there's sort of a list of people that aren't allowed to use it. There might be a black list? In the beginning of this, this is a two-minute long clip here. In the beginning of the clip, they say that this is about privacy. And then a uh, minute 40-some into it, they say, well, not too much privacy. Well, privacy for them against, you know, the common folk. Right? Well, yeah, they're going to be able to hide behind this. This will be a black box to you. They, you won't know how many uh, dollars there are or Canadian loonies or whatever in circulation. Right. And I just want to clarify the five pillars of uh, open blockchains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It's, it's yeah. not just cryptocurrency, but these should these five things should apply: decentralized, open, yeah. borderless, neutral, and censorship censorship resistant. Again, okay. decentralized, open, borderless. Neutral and censorship resistant. CBDCs this will be none of those. Will be none of Zero. that. Uh, so the well, last few and, li- and just a quick thought: like, what big problem are people having with their current privacy in the the regular currency system? I mean, like, if I use my bank, I'm really not That's worried not about private. someone. I mean. I'm not all that worried about someone knowing about that. I mean, mm-hmm. the bank knows about it. They sure do. Uh, the government doesn't know about it presently. Well, they, were, they can find out. Yeah, All they have to do is come knocking. There, there is that. I think what he's saying is, normally, when a new technology comes along, 
it solves some problems that the old mm-hmm. technology right. had. This does solve problems for the government. Uh, all right, I guess you got This me doesn't there. solve anything for the uh, the average person. The whole idea that there will be some sort of level of privacy here for the average uh, person is just absurd. Right. They're, basically, they're claiming that you can keep your name or something hidden from the merchant. That's when they, when they say privacy, ah, okay. that's what they're referring to. Let me finish here. And while cash payments are becoming a smaller part of the economy, the central bank says it wouldn't abandon communities not connected to high-tech commerce. That means, for one thing, ensuring that remote and marginalized communities are not left out of any new way of way to pay for goods and services. The so-called CBDC wouldn't be a direct counter to Bitcoin, which is an investment currency rather than a cash equivalent consumer currency. Mm, but- remember when reading the Bitcoin white paper, it says at the top, peer-to-peer electronic cash. Yes. But here's the mainstream uh, pro-government media in Canada saying, oh, no, no, Bitcoin's an investment currency. Mm-hmm. It's not to be used as cash. Mm-hmm. So this won't compete with that in any way, shape, or form, they're saying. Let's talk to Dana in uh, Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Dana. Hi, guys. Hey, um, I, I never call when you talk about cryptocurrency. I, uh, there was a whole thing on Netflix a few years ago explaining cryptocurrency, you know, how, how it all works. I've watched it over and over, and I just um, – sometimes things that are so simple I don't grasp, and the real difficult things are a piece of cake for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm missing something, but this is what I'm not missing. Okay. So at the risk of sounding conspiracy theorist or holy roller, um, which I do believe, I'm a Christian, I've said that before, um, and uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, theorist, but I have said in the past that because of the histories of our and other governments, anything is possible. So I don't poo-poo these guys like so many other people do. I'm not including you guys in that, but just so many um, other people who are, especially on the left, Oh, you're just conspiracy theorists. Mm. Well, that's funny. So much of this stuff has already come true. So check this out. Someone introduces me to a paperback book. I, I actually, I actually, I never do this, but I took a day off work the next day because I was so exhausted. I could not stop reading it. A hundred some pages. It was written. I just found it maybe 10, 15 years ago, but it was written either in the late seventies or early eighties. It was written by a Christian woman, Ph.D., so this is not a dumb person. She's both um, very uh, well-read when it comes to biblical as well as um, political and just current events. Um, Her name is Dr. Mary Relf. I think it's spelled R-E-L-F-E. She wrote a book called When Your Money Fails. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that didn't get that, When Your Money Fails. Okay. She did a follow-up book I haven't read yet. I just discovered this recently. Um, the New Money System. So check this okay, out. Okay, so what did you get out of it? Okay, what is the one thing? This was the whole point of the book. What is the one thing that controls everything? It is the cash system. And I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard this no matter where you're on the religious just to clarify, you yeah. said cash as in C-A-S-H or cast as in C-A-S-T-E? No, cash, 
C-A-S-A. Okay. So cash money controls, because if you don't have some kind of a means, I get it bartering, but that's not going to work in all cases. So if you don't have cash, you cannot, are you ready for it, buy or sell. We've got Robert in North Carolina. He's listening to Myrtle Beach's uh, WRNN. Go ahead. Yes, I have a quick question. I've worked in technology and cryptography for the past seven years here in the Raleigh-Durham area. We have a lot of big companies like IBM that deal with Hyperledger and stuff. And we, we you know, know the benefits of uh, blockchain technology with real utility coins and so forth. That's, you know, we don't have a regular regulatory framework in place like we need, like other countries have, to like so innovation can stay in the U.S., well, and the, the only is, kind of framework you, you would, before you get to your question, the only kind of framework yeah. that would keep innovation here would be none whatsoever. I Disagree. Mean, regulation is going to well, hurt. At, no, uh, people example, aren't going to enter this market until they know what the rules are. And there the should government's be no never rules. Gonna, rules. Yeah, wouldn't like, that be nice? But government yeah. still exists, so no one's going to enter yeah, this game. Not, not to the, I know, but framework like, for example, Gary Gary Gensler, mm-hmm. he's a snake in the grass. Oh, yeah. He gives. This yeah, is the guy from the SEC. Yeah. He spends 10 hours with them, giving him uh, information. Then he goes after companies like Ripple and Library that actually are making products that can help society that will be used one day. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that, Gary Gensler? And how can we, the people, like go after him? I know John Deaton, Attorney John Deaton, has a site, Crypto Law, where people are going and contacting their congressmen and senators about that. But what do you guys think about Gary Gensler and how he has he's scum. this from the SEC? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the worst kind of scum. Uh, my favorite recent story involves uh, all of his direct connections to FTX and to mm. Sam Bankman-Fried mm-hmm. and all of that. He's extremely corrupt. And yeah, I mean, he goes after who he wants to go after and he leaves alone who he wants to leave alone. Right. And, and as for what to do about it, um, I, I have luck. one suggestion that I think would help a lot of people, uh, and that is if all of the different uh, forms, branches, if you will, of government uh, could get together and decide on the definition of cryptocurrency. Right. Decide what it is, because currently each branch seems to have their own idea of what it is, and so that means that if you're going to do anything, you know— Within the regulated market, you know, in between uh, USD and crypto, your exchanges and all that kind of stuff, if you're going to do anything with that, you need to know what the definition is. Government is not providing that. And until they do... Uh, it's, you know, we're going to be in the quagmire. That yeah, and, that, and that's part of the whole regulatory clarity that a lot of people are calling for. And well, it's yeah, tough yeah. because, like... Yeah. I, I, I'm just I'm, calling for definition. I'm not calling for regulation in any way, shape, or form. Well, that, and that's the thing. Everyone wants to say, well, I'm in charge of securities, so it's a security. Well, I'm in charge of commodities, so it's a commodity. They might settle on Bitcoin being a commodity and everything else being a security, which is not a great solution. I, I actually don't think that cryptocurrency is either a commodity or a security. Crypto's got all kinds of development, and we don't need these institutional investor people who only will move if the government tells them it's okay. It, it, it is true them. about cryptocurrency that even though like the prices are where they are right now, the development has not stopped. In fact, it has accelerated sure. even through in this bear downturn yeah. in, in the market. So like that tells you all you need to know about the value of cryptocurrency. If development were to like start to peter off or something, that might mean a different thing. But it has not only not stopped, it has accelerated.
Well, Robert, you bring up this Gary Gensler guy, and as we learned in the library situation, LBRY.com, we big fans of library here mm-hmm. on Free Talk Live, they lost their lawsuit in regards to the SEC. We've yet to see what the so-called settlement is going to be, how many millions of dollars or whatever, who knows what that's going to be like. Right. That has yet to come out uh, from that. But one of the things that library kept pointing out throughout this whole thing was they were trying to get clarity. They were trying to go right. to this person and ask them, this SEC bureaucrat or whoever, to ask them, okay, well, if we're not doing it right, how do you do it right? Right. Oh, well, we'll know it when we see it. <laughs> you know, like there was no, yeah. there's no clarity whatsoever. And I don't think there ever will be because they want to be able to prosecute selectively whoever it is that they want to prosecute. Right. I noticed what Ripple did too. And they, you know, the same thing. I mean, you know, they get sued, but. The whim him and emails, hashtag uh, him and emails is trending right now all over Twitter. Plus, there's 10 days that could be released before summary judgment. If they want to keep them, you know, SEC doesn't want to release, they may reach a settlement. We don't know yet. What are these emails? But, you know, yeah, to him, Wilm him and emails, we gave the free Ethereum pass speech in 2018. And the judge in New York uh, District Court has required, they've turned over like 20 times, and the SEC will not turn those emails over. But she, George Torres, two weeks ago said they have to be turned over in the next 10 days. And, and what the are they SEC supposed to reveal? I'm sorry, I'm not clear on what is the content allegedly of these emails. The emails basically were, uh, Wim Hemming in 2018 gave a uh, speech giving the Ethereum supposedly a free pass as not a security. And in those emails, apparently he had said something about Ripple and other coins as well. The SEC is trying to hide those emails, and they are going to heavily redact those emails. And who is but this guy? Is he a bureaucrat? Does he work with the F- He works with the SEC or something? He used to. Yeah, he he worked under I the uh, Trump administration. Ah, okay. And, under Jay Clayton. Yeah, 2018 is when he left. So the SEC's yeah. position now is well, that was his opinion. Now we have a new opinion, and that is that SEC, right. uh, that is that Ethereum is a security, right. and so is every other cryptocurrency except for Bitcoin. Right. Basically, they don't want those emails to get out. Right. So they, they think a sudden one may happen in two weeks in the Ripple case. So Ripple's mm. not declared a security. Or Ripple has has leverage with those emails. We don't know what's in those emails, but Ripple does. Brad Garland House, he knows, but in the Ripple gang. But, it won't matter. You know, we don't know. Even if the emails come yeah. out, it won't matter. They'll just say, well, that was his interpretation. Jack, in Washington State, you're on Free Talk Live. Jack. I think there's like three questions you can ask any human being, like right now in today, today's time. Okay. Number one, do you approve of uh, Ezra uh, Musk takeover of Twitter? First question. Second would be, do you support the Ukraine war? Third, uh, vaccine, was it a hoax? Um, Or the COVID, were vaccines hoaxes? And I think you'd know anything about anybody by asking those questions, Mm. you know, regardless of their political thing. Interesting. Oh, I think you know their politics at that point. For sure. Yeah. Even if it's a libertarian or someone in the mid, you kind of know they're at least thinking, you know, like, I, I think uh, Ezra taking over Twitter is awesome. I'm suspended. So Elon is I'm, his I'm name. Hoping. Yeah. No, not Ezra. I'm looking forward to the uh, reinstatement. Yeah, that should be interesting because uh, the, the people on the left are going to make it sound like it's this huge disaster. They, they think it's already a disaster, but they think it's going to get even worse uh, on it's Monday. It's going to be January 6th all over again. They literally think that it's going to lead to another one. <laughs> the That's end of social media. Yeah. 
Um, it seems like Twitter's fine to me. It seems to be just about the same way it was, except with a few accounts that have been restored. You can follow those people if you want to. I stopped not, getting the no bikini fish ladies, though. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, they changed that algorithm, <laughs> yeah. maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, you brought up the vaccine, Jack. Have you seen the new documentary film? We were talking about it before the show tonight. I don't think we covered it on the air. It's called Died Suddenly. No, I, I've seen some of the, the clips um, when I was on Twitter. The full film it, is it, on it, Odyssey in case you want to okay, watch oh, it. Awesome. Thank yep. you. Yeah, yeah, it's no, fantastic. But I felt it from the very beginning. I'm unvaccinated completely. I think and it's a good move. vaccinated people. My family get taken in helicopters to Seattle from here, vaccinated twice. Mm. I've seen the... Wait, wait, know, wait. They were vaccinated before they were taken in a helicopter? Yeah, they were completely vaccinated. And then something I, happened I to them up, medically, you're saying? Yeah, they had a respiratory issue that Oof. happened. They went to the local hospital in Aberdeen, you know, Ocean Shores. Yep. And they had to bring a life flight and flew her up to Oh, because however they Seattle. wanted to treat them, they only had at the Seattle hospitals, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But like one and a half days later, she was fine. And mm. I got a headache for like an hour, maybe. The theory that I'm rolling with is very similar to yours, and that is that they've they've injected you with a thing that they've got like sort of flipped on, if it's binary, right? It's on. Create spike proteins. There's no way to turn it off, mm. right? Right. So they inject unless pe- they inject you with something else, well, right? Well, I mean, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and their official story was that oh, well, it just turns off uh, by a natural process by doing this, but then it came out that I, oh, maybe that's not happening. I don't, I don't think that that's what's happening. I think yeah. that they they inject people with this thing that's turned on. It, it it does not get turned off even is if it's supposed to. Is it happening in everyone though, or only a select few? Well, I mean, this movie is based on people who've already died. Right. So, well, so fortunately, the way that they uh, the way that they stored this stuff was not up to par. So a lot of it went bad before it got injected in people. Thank mm. God, because that's probably what's saving them. Oh, right. Like it wasn't te- kept cold enough exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wasn't kept cold enough. Wasn't kept away from sunlight. All that mm. sort of thing. So a lot of this stuff went bad before it got injected. And yeah, that's probably saving an unbelievable number of people's lives right now. Of course, they want you to you know, show up for a booster again, right? This this thing isn't over. They're still talking about, like the Chinese situation. I don't know if you guys have been following that, but I heard now that 400 million people on lockdown yeah. uh, in and China. There's some big protests going on over there, too. Yes, I did start to see some of the videos of people busting out of buildings and uh, getting into fights with the white guards. Yep. Well, and a lot of this whole COVID lockdown thing has been from start to finish a way of suppressing protests. Because mm-hmm. when yeah. COVID first break, broke, there were these protests about Hong Kong yep. because Hong Kong got used to, like, you know, being able to own property. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had no political rights whatsoever, but yep. they were allowed economic rights. And I always wondered, huh, how's that going to shake out? Turns out if you spend enough time uh, having economic rights, you start calling for political rights. And that's mm-hmm. a can't no, have that. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You can't. And now the, the protests have everything to do with their banking system, yes. which is absolutely collapsing. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com.
The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 